Today in Canadian History for March 30th. I'm Mark Affeld. The Labrador Act was signed on this day back in 1809. Prior to this, Labrador was a part of Lower Canada. With the Labrador Act, it joined Newfoundland in becoming a British colony. In 1907, Newfoundland and Labrador became a dominion of the British Empire. And in 1949, the two became a single province. Ah, Labrador. As the stepsister of, well, Canada's stepsister, it's easy to overlook the area's history, especially in the broad scope of Canadian history. Well, this would be a mistake. Labrador has an incredibly unique and amazingly interesting history. To learn more, I spoke with Senator, yes, that's right, Senator William Rompke, author of The Story of Labrador. In your book, you mentioned that the, uh, the history of Labrador is much like a stage play. Can, can you tell me what you meant by that? Well, uh, Aboriginal people have come in and out of uh, the picture. They uh, were very prominent earlier on, um, you know, uh, thousands of years ago. And, uh, but then they receded from the, uh, from the front of the stage uh, after the Europeans came. There was obviously uh, a supplanting of um, Inuit culture when the uh, Europeans came, and they became a dispossessed people. Um, they were in danger, I think, of losing both their language and their culture. But that has changed now. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, next week they celebrate the fifth anniversary of their land claim settlement. And they now have self-government. They have resource rights. They have, uh, so they're at the front of the stage again. Now, the history of Labrador, was, it was quite different from the rest of Canada, was it not? I think it's fair to say that the Europeans who came probably fitted into three different categories. Two of them were churches. Well, sorry, one was a, one was a church, the Moravian uh, Mission. Uh, they, were, they were the earliest Christian church anywhere in what is now the Canadian Arctic. They came in 1770. And, of course, they brought Christianity, but they brought a way of life with them, too. Now, on the south coast, uh, the uh, Europeans uh, settled. Um, there was no orderly settlement. They came, they, uh, they, they stayed, they fished, they married. Um, and then, in the late 19th century, there was a medical mission who had a profound interest on the south coast of Labrador. So... I have, a, I have a chapter in that book called um, uh, Surrogate uh, Governors, or in other words, it wasn't the government that colonized, it was, the, uh, it was other people, first of all. So, so in writing a book on the history of Labrador, is it important to make the distinction between the history of Labrador and the history of Newfoundland? Yes, it is. There, there, there are two separate identities. I, I think that's the, that's the point that I wanted to try and get across, and that was the reality that I found. When I first, when I first went there in 1963, I was a Newfoundlander, uh, and I thought I was going to another part of the province uh, where there were other Newfoundlanders. I very quickly discovered that uh, this was quite a different part of the province and that the people there were Labradorians. They don't have the same geography. They don't have the same history. 
they don't have the same, uh, uh, you know, resource uh, potential or, or, or development history. Um, it's, uh, it's a separate identity. Newfoundland has an identity. Labrador has an identity. And uh, the phrase I coined to describe that was uh, uh, sort of a, a Cinderella uh, a Cinderella uh, metaphor in that, uh, you know, you had really two, two offshoots of, uh, of a British mother trying to live together uh, somehow in harmony, uh, but, but different, and, uh, and each uh, having their own, their own separate identity. So, you know, Labrador, although legally it is part of the province of Newfoundland, it really should be seen as, as the near north. It has uh, perhaps more in common with uh, Nunavut, and uh, not, uh, sorry, yes, with Nunavut, and uh, with northern Quebec and, uh, you know, that, that, those territories. There are a lot of Newfoundlanders who have moved to Labrador and settled there, but if you look at the history uh, as a whole, it has its own separate identity, and uh, uh, you have you you can although the province is called Newfoundland and Labrador, um, you've got two separate parts in one entity. Today is a day full of Canadian history. Poet Milton Acorn was born on this day back in 1923. The first subway in Canada was opened in Toronto on this day back in 1954. And singer Celine Dion was born on this day back in 1968. And as always on this day, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CJSW 90.9 FM. The executive producers are Joe Burma and Mark Affeld. Original music is produced by the Fisk, Fletcher and May Trio. Our series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cjsw.com slash today in Canadian history. Once again, it's Canadian quiz time. This is a tough one. Which Celine Dion album is my co-producer Joe Barima's favorite? If you guessed all of them, all of Celine Dion's albums are Joe's favorite, you would be correct.